Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Noon Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today let's kick off our week with some good headlines. I previously shared these in the Good Things Facebook group. We say it all the time. If you are on the book of faces, you might as well be part of our ever-growing family there. All you have to do is search Good Things With. Rebecca Turner pops up. Click Join. Rhino or myself will let you in to all of the fun that we have um, there. A lot of times you'll find conversations getting started, fun ones, or just sharing some good headlines that I find or Rhino finds from across the state that we think you should know about. And this isn't really a headline. It's more of an opportunity for teachers or caregivers as you're looking through the spring or the summer of things that uh, programs that may be cool for the kids that are completely free. And this one involves the Natchez Trace Parkway, which for many of us, we travel that every day or we avoid it. One of the two. (laughs) You're either going for it or you're trying to stay away from it. It doesn't matter. A lot of us, though, have that in our backyard. And they have this great uh, program where they work with teachers and students across the country, but obviously here in our state, too, to integrate learning about the unique national park sites that you can find along the stops. And they do this into like everyday uh, teaching and they've got it from grades K all the way through college. They have these cool things called ranger-led field trips, which I think would be a whole lot of fun. Read with a ranger programs where a uh, ranger, natural trace ranger, will come and speak to your probably elementary kids. Although, you know, I have a middle schooler. She'd probably find a ranger uh, pretty cool as well, as long with other classroom visits and then self-guided field trips and sort of more. So you can go on the Good Things Facebook group. I put the link there. All their programs are free. It's just about coordinating it. So even thinking about something neat that's coming up this summer if you're looking for something fun to fill your camps or whatever it may be cool free resource to learn about something that's in so many of our backyards that we travel or stop to or should take advantage of stopping and seeing the sites along the way i don't know if it was the same program as this one or if it was the predecessor to this one or what or maybe we're just spoiled for choice living in tupelo but i remember growing up and it was either fourth or fifth grade, somewhere around that time period. There's a, a visitor center on the Trace mm-hmm. just north of Tupelo. Actually, I think it's still within Tupelo city limits, but it's north on the Trace in Tupelo. And we took a field trip there and spent an hour and a half, two hours just looking around at all the little exhibits and the artifacts and stuff from the Trace, from the peoples that traveled the Trace over 
centuries. It was really fascinating. Well, and I think that's just something, again, we don't utilize enough. It's just all the history information, especially if you travel it every day or that's the way you go visit family. You don't feel the the, necessity to maybe like stop, stretch your legs, read, think about it. You know, you're too busy, not going fast, but (laughs) you're busy, but you're not on the natural trace. Uh, to sort of pull off and take the time. But the Natchez Trace, like so many other things here in Mississippi, are sought after routes by people from out of states, like states. I know the Natchez Trace that just go through Mississippi, but from out of other states to intentionally stop and create an entire experience that we sort of take for granted because we have it every day and not realizing, too, there's rangers and all these other jobs and, and uh, things that are um incorporated into keeping it up and sort of all the things around it and so yeah i thought that was pretty cool and it's free so like there you can't you can't hate me for that like that's yeah i would say one thing to do if you're traveling the trace and you get up north towards tupelo it's not quite that far north but and you come you come across one of the turnoffs because there's turnoffs every so often where you can get out and stretch your Mm -hmm. legs and read the little sign there a little historical excerpt but stop at the stop that is the old trace, where there's a little staircase that steps down into the old Natchez Trace. And think about think about it this way: Have you ever been on a on a school campus, a college campus, a neighborhood, or something where the the sidewalk comes to a right angle, and people have decided to cut the corner? Mm-hmm. And it, it wears down the grass, and eventually you get a little bit of a rut there, and you, you you can tell people have been there. Now imagine how many people over how long a time it took for the old trace to be worn down like that. Because when you walk down the steps, you're literally at shoulder or eye level with ground level. And the old trace got worn down that much because that many people traveled over it for however long. It's just it's fascinating to think about. We can see evidence of similar things in modern life, just on a much smaller scale, because you've got those little pig paths that people take, and and even though the landscaping people and the the, the caretakers hate them, it's still it's evidence of human nature. You're looking for the path of least resistance, and then you see something like the trace where it's four and a half, five, five and a half, six feet deep, and it's the same exact situation same exact phenomenon it's just a much longer time scale and many 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 more people how many horses and buggies and all the things that have been uh, driven through and then for folks like me back then would be so grateful someone else went first because <laughs> and then second and then third and then fourth and that made started to make that little bit of a trail when you think about before there were like roads or any kind of like mapping how folks did get from one place to the other and then back and then start to figure out the whole like path system when there was, you know, no maps, no whatever it may be. It really is, um, man, you know, they were just putting their spare time to things that actually mattered. Let's just put it that way. But, but on a flip side, if you've ever had carpet or grew up with carpet in your house, those same things happen. Oh, yeah. You see the tracks, um, Sadly, because it's where it gets the the dirtiest or the most worn, where folks walk the most traveled sort of areas uh, as well. So it feels like people just kind of are 
creatures of habit. And they just kind of follow in the same sort of path over and over. But yeah, check that out. That's the, the Natchez Trace. Here's one. You gotta have to go to this school to check it out. But how cool is this? Moss Point School District is thrilled to announce their partnership with Aspire Aviation and Trent Lott International Airport. They're launching the state's inaugural career and in technical education aviation academy. Say that three times fast. You get a sticker here on Monday at Moss Point's High School Career and, Techni- and Technical Education Center. Now, I've reached out. And hopefully, we'll get to learn more about this in detail on good things. But I feel like you just need to know about it because it's cool. And this program is the first of its kind in the state. It's making historic uh, moment in our education. It's offering students the opportunity to develop practical skills and knowledge in aviation at no cost to the students. So, again, it's just all about introducing kids to a wide variety of jobs that are out there and you know even if they don't necessarily go on to be pilots or to work in air traffic control or wherever else it may be or mechanics the skills that you need and the things that you'll learn just being in that environment man they will they will translate into a bazillion sort of other jobs they just may find that they have a knack with those particular skills in the aviation um, field think about how much of a differentiator that is on a resume Like if you go to apply for a job somewhere and you're the exact same qualifications as the other person applying for the job, but you've got on there that you completed a program in high school to learn to be a pilot and got your pilot's license at the same time you graduated high school. That looks pretty good on a resume. So they got two already participating in the program. They're both juniors. So by the time they complete the program at the end of their senior year, they will have a pilot's license, assuming they pass everything that, you know, they need to pass and then paving the way for a successful careers. So again, it's all about just, you know, technical skills, which I mean, aviation is very technical. I don't know if I would have put I would have thought about piloting in the sort of tech technical area, but hey, I mean, I guess so. I guess it's that way. I'm sure there's a lot of STEM oh, involved, yeah. involved in that and a lot of checklists. Maybe I would have made a great pilot. Not really. <laughs> Too many buttons for that. But still, there's other jobs and opportunities. But how cool is that? So just innovation in our education and kudos to Moss Point for sort of bringing that to. Again, wouldn't you show up for class? I wouldn't be skipping class if I thought I'd be doing something fun like that um, in high school, paving the way for Whatever job I never thought would be would be possible. Here's another fun headline, headline you might not have thought uh, possible. A Jackson County woman crafts homeless sleeping mats out of grocery bags. This is a really cool, heartwarming story. Laura Shepard of Jackson County, she's lending a helping hand to those who need it. It takes about 600 plastic bags, and she's able to crochet them together into one portable roll-up mat. How neat is that? Recycle, reuse, and for a really good cause. Um, she there's there are several locations across the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Quakes Ice Creamery being one that's a donation for those plastic bags. So if you're in that area and you don't know what to do with the sack of them Kroger's or Walmart bags or whatever, and you've got enough for trash cans <laughs> or whatever your needs are, then shoot, give them out to that lady and let her keep making her crochet uh, blankets. You can read those stories and more over on the Good Things Facebook group. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time, yeah. We're going strong, headed up down the river. Oh, Lord, I feel the reveling. I feel a change on the rise. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from the Supertalk Mississippi app from your smartphone. And you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station or watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And if you plan on watching the 65th Annual Grammy Awards this weekend, you might want to check the premiere ceremony. You can stream that live with a lot of other folks over at the Delta Blues Museum. They are having a big event for that. Joining us is the executive. Executive Director Shelley Ritter to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Shelley. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? I am not complaining. Looks like y'all have got a busy week uh, gearing up for the 65th Annual Grammy Awards this weekend. What you got cooking? Well, we um, are so excited for Christine Kingfish Ingram and Mr. Sip and Bobby Rush that we decided to host our own Grammy watch party here at the Delta Blues Museum. So Sunday afternoon from... One thirty to five thirty, we're going to be uh, streaming upstairs in the in our uh, what we call the new wing. It's about ten years old, but we still call it the new wing uh, with some little uh, appetizers and um, cocktails and just um, you know celebrating these great Mississippi artists. Which I think it's cool for us to know that we've got, I guess, so we've got three up um, nominated this year. Do you know which um, categories Kingfish, Mr. Sip, and Bobby Rush will be in? I think Mr. Sip and Bobby Rush are in the same category, and Kingfish is in the Best Contemporary Blues Album category. So I think Bobby Rush and Mr. Sip are in the traditional blues album. After all these years, does Mr. Bobby Rush or does Bobby Rush, I'm not as familiar with Mr. Sip, but does Bobby Rush have a Grammy? Has he won a Grammy over the years? Uh, he hasn't won every year, but he has been nominated numerous times and he has won before. Okay, good deal. What about Kingfish? Kingfish is, this is his third nomination uh, for his third album and he won last year. So he is three for three in nominations and one for three in awards. So hopefully he'll be two for three. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, we'll definitely have a reason to sort of uh, tune in and sort of look. So this isn't going to be the whole Grammy Awards that you guys are going to be premiering. It's just the premiere ceremony. So do you know if, if Kingfish and them will be in that particular ceremony, or is this more of just celebrating and getting ready to watch the rest of the Grammys? Well, they will be in the... Uh, audience for the ceremony, and if they win, they will come down and accept it. Yes, yes. This is a um, the big ceremony that is broadcast on television. This happens. Uh, it's a premiere ceremony, so they they cut to clips from the afternoon awards during the. Their live awards. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Or now, the, now the, broad, I'm the live broadcast you. awards. Yeah, because we're streaming. Correct. Because I was thinking, man, the Grammys I thought usually came on later in the afternoon or at night, not necessarily during um, the day. But this make that makes more sense. It's, it's all the same day, but they um, 
I think there's uh, like 50 categories that they award before what one would turn in um, at what, 630, right. on your TV. So we're getting to go party early, and then we can yeah. see. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> with our friends. <laughs> with our friends. Do you know if any other, so these are the only three Mississippians that are um, up for a Grammy this year? Do you know if that if there's others? I am not certain because we have focused on blues. I believe one of the uh, a Jackson record producer, I believe, is up for something, and there may be a, a few others, but we just kind of combed the blues categories. That's okay, yeah. Stay with our mission. <laughs> I get that. Keep it simple. But if people come, too, to the museum, even if it's not for the watch party, but maybe over the next, uh, you know, several months or weeks, they can actually see all three represented in the museum's gallery, correct? Yes. And they can, uh, if you go to our website, you can take a t- uh, tour with Kingfish in the gallery and our um virtual tours section which you came to good things to talk about uh that that there was lots of other two virtual tours if folks wanted to get in on that okay if we want to come to the watch party how does it work do we need tickets shelly do we how do we dress what are we doing we're just hosting this to honor um to honor the three gentlemen so just come on it's it's open to the public it's open to the public that's going to be this Sunday, one thirty to five thirty, and hopefully we'll walk away with three Mississippians getting three Grammys this year, at least with the blues categories. Yes, well, that's good stuff. And we want to plan our trip to the um, Delta Blues Museum. How do we do that? Uh, just come to Clarksdale. We are open ten to five Monday through Saturday, and of course we'll have special hours this Sunday from one thirty to five thirty. All righty, Shelly. Well, best of luck to our Mississippi um, Blues gentlemen, and we'll all be tuning in to watch. And if you're in the area, stop by and see Shelly. It should be a good time. Yes, please do. All righty. Thank you so much, Shelly. Thank you, Rebecca. Pretty cool. The Grammys are just a few days away. And if you go over to supertalk.fm and click that lifestyle button, you'll see, too, that the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, as you know, there in Cleveland, is going to also host an action-packed week ahead of the award shows. So beginning Wednesday, the museum is going to be hosting a Grammy trivia night at Hey Joe's and uh, Hey Joe's and Beer in Cleveland. Thursday night, they got a singer. Carla Thomas is going to be hosting a free education workshop at 10 before being part of a spotlight event at 7 at 7 p.m. that night and then friday the museum is inviting children 12 and under to come out for kids rock the carpet event from six to eight and to wrap up the grammys week there in cleveland and get people ready for the big event admission to the museum will be free on sunday until 3 p.m. so lots to do in cleveland or clarksdale wherever you may be all eyes now, at least for Mississippi, should be on the on the Grammys because, yeah, how cool would it be if all three of them walked away with awards? Well, I mean, if two of them are in the same category, that would oh, be are they with each other? Okay. Do you is the, is the Grammy but that gives a higher chance of a Mississippian coming away? Okay, with that's it. fair. At least go team. Right. <laughs> Go team Mississippi. That's all, you know, um, it, may, it would be great if at least one of them uh, was to walk away with it or at least two could come away with Grammys. Do you is Grammys one of the award shows, if any, do you tune into to sort of see what's going on or do you care? Uh, not particularly. Uh, the, it's not that I have anything against the Grammys. It's just 
the only real use I ever had for the Grammys was to compile together a whole bunch of songs so I could buy a bunch of really good songs on one CD instead of having to buy all these other artists' individual CDs to get one or two songs that were good. Because if unless I was a big fan of the artist, mm-hmm. I didn't really care about their other music. Especially growing up, like I, I, I didn't have any desire to listen to any of the songs that weren't hits or weren't catchy. Even though now that I'm, I'm older and I have a, a better appreciation for music, I can appreciate the the work that they put into it. But as a younger man, where I was limited on what I could get my hands on. I loved the Grammy nominee CDs because it would cover everything from a little bit of blues, a little bit of pop, a little bit of rock. You'd you'd have all kind of different genres on one CD, and they'd all be good because they were Grammy nominees. Do they still do that? I'm sure they do in some form or fashion, but it's probably like a playlist on Spotify or something. Not the same? No, not not nearly the same as the, the physical media. To me, the like the Oscars or the Emmy, like you have more of a chance of at least getting a taste of everything else that's being nominated. I feel a little more in tune than with music. I'm so out of touch with like what's popular now because I don't necessarily listen to music all that like mainstream music for sure all that much. So I can turn on the Grammys and be like, who is? That. Well, that's what she was talking about, how they'll they'll play snippets and clips throughout the award show, because they have they're, they're giving out awards for a long period of time for everybody in attendance. But the award show, the live broadcast event is only a certain amount of time and they can't possibly fit all of the Grammy awards they give out in that time slot. So you'll have a list that comes up of winners as they're going to a commercial break. And those winners are Grammy winners, but they were in categories that might not have the same commercial appeal as best pop artist or best rock album or something like that. I wonder how many really great acceptance speeches we've missed because of their cherry picking that way. Oh, it's got to be a ton of them. They should just like run it and obviously... We understand clocks here on the radio, which we're coming up against the break, and just whatever gets in, gets in, and then whatever doesn't, doesn't, and then just sort of see where the chips may fall. I think that would be at least a lot more fun for the underdog, for the little guys who, you know, may wind up and be like, hey, mom, and then the mom actually get to see them on the Grammys. I think that'd be neat. All right, stick with us. We got a cool way of you guys in southwest Mississippi to get king cakes coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to 
of good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Also, our Supertalk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. If you want to stay up to date, sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. Now, those of you in East Central Mississippi, you don't always get the opportunity to enjoy a slice of Mardi Gras during carnival season, but that is changing. Tomorrow, you get your first King Cake drive through pop-up, which is coming to Meridian. And joining us to tell us a little bit more about that is Tiffany. She's the co-owner of King Cake drive through out of New Orleans. So, hey, Tiffany. Hi, Rebecca. How's it going today? Well, it is going well. I know you guys are super, super busy during this time of year, but what a fascinating concept of bringing King Cakes to those that are kind of on the outskirts of those that traditionally uh, get to celebrate it. So how did this idea come about for you and your and your business partner? Yeah, for sure. So m- me and my fiance actually came up with this idea and uh, it started last year. We were thinking about it. I'm actually from Mississippi, from the Gulf Coast, from Biloxi, and he, my fiance is actually there doing a king cake drive through pop up in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, uh, right now. But the reason we wanted to do it is to give convenience to our neighborhood and our community for something so delicious and that everyone should have, which is the local bakeries that are in the greater New Orleans area. I grew up having so much king cake in my life on the Gulf Coast. My parents being a part of a Mardi Gras crew and my sister being a maid as well, that I felt like, why not? We should definitely have as much accessibility to this as possible. And I think, too, the idea of Mardi Gras has traveled from the Mississippi Gulf Coast on up throughout our state over the years, Tiffany. Um, more folks are getting in on it. There's even a lawnmower Mardi Gras parade that happens in the Delta each year now um, during this carnival season that's really catching on and having a lot of fun. Because just the idea of carnival season, too, is just the celebratory, the fun, the festivities, and the king cake. So, you know, but we don't all have the within driving distance of a good one. So, okay, so how is it going to work? tomorrow you guys will be in meridian yes tomorrow we'll be in meridian we'll actually be at one of our friends businesses we try to support the local community as much as we can it'll actually be at bella g boutique that's in downtown meridian mississippi at uh, 822nd avenue and what you'll be able to do is literally drive up tell mike he'll be taking your order what you want from the list of king cakes that we got fresh from the greater new orleans area and he will literally check you out standing there hand you a king cake and you'll be on your way it's as easy as that the main point of this is that you don't have to get your kids out of the car you can drive up with your dogs your cats like whatever pets you want to bring and make it so convenient where you can pick up on your lunch break on the way home after working it's as easy and convenient as we can make it be for y'all so if someone listening to Good Things Tiffany has never had a king cake and they're in that um, area of Meridian and they're thinking, huh, this would be a good time to maybe try one. How do you describe like a king cake to someone who's never had it? Or is there a correct way to go about eating it? Or, I mean, you know, all the things like how do you help people get the best experience with their first king cake experience? You know, one of the first questions that I ask people when they pull up is that, are you a traditionalist or are you more on the filled or flavored side? And I find out statistically that if you like traditional, you don't want anything else, and then vice versa as well. For me, I loved 
filled king cakes. I'm all about pecan praline. I want a fruit preserve. I want cream cheese, whatever. And it doesn't matter how crazy it gets to me. And then on the other side, I have some friends that are like, nope, I do not want anything but a traditional king cake. So what I suggest to people, people that have never had it before, sometimes I've heard people liken it to an ooey gooey cinnamon roll or other people want things that are more as if it is a pastry flaky croissant style. But it's all according to your preference. We'll have so many different kinds of king cakes tomorrow for the people that want something that's more icing heavy, more sprinkle heavy, more filling heavy, and it all depends on what you want. Some people will definitely say that there's a certain kind of king cake that you should be able to say this is the rubric and this is what it is. And what we know here is that no matter what, the bakery... I'm so sorry, there's... (laughs) a rap music video going on right behind me. But I'm, you are I'm running fine. away from it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in New Orleans right now. so That's maybe the first here on Good on Things to be to be have a guest within a rap video. So, you know, there's yeah. a first for everything. Yeah. No, you're so, fine. Go um, ahead. But I tell people all the time, it's really according to your personal preference. It's the same thing with, you know, if you're going to get a, a, a croissant, maybe you want it filled, maybe you want a little bit of powdered sugar on top. It's all according to what you want. And then um, there's plenty of bakeries that we have that have their own twist on things. So it's fun to try. I would suggest get more than one. <laughs> get more flavors. Yeah, because if you're not going to have access to them, you might as well go ahead. They'll last for, for a while. Plus, you're going to be sharing them with coworkers or friends and family. Do you guys have the baby? Is the baby? I've seen where now sometimes the baby's not always inside. They put it on top for, I'm sure, liability you know, reasons at this point. Where do, where do you guys stand? Some people, they definitely care about the legality of things. It can be a choking hazard. Some people I know bake it into their king cake, so you never know. Um, but I'd say 50-50, some people have it ready for you to insert yourself and the others. It will designate on there if it has been baked into the king cake. So all of our king cakes that we have have a baby for sure, though. So it's all the fun of it. Whoever gets the baby, it's what they, they tell you that it is lucky and you get to buy the next king cake. And hopefully it'll be easier the next day for someone to find a king cake or maybe make one at home. You know, we have lots of recipes that are out there on the Internet, and we definitely encourage people to make it their own experience um, wherever they are. So, Tiffany, I know you mentioned you're in Ocean Springs today, um, Mike, your co-owner, and then you or you guys will be in Meridian tomorrow. Are there any other Mississippi stops before Fat Tuesday? Well, I'm from Biloxi, Mississippi, so we're actually in the talks of having one in Biloxi as well. I know that Fat Tuesday is rapidly approaching, and we'll see if we can nail down a date. But we have some other ones, not just in Mississippi, hopefully having another one in Louisiana and one in Texas. So we want to bring as much Mardi Gras culture to everyone that is willing to have us um, in the quick amount of time that is left until actual Mardi Gras day. That's one thing I do appreciate, Tiffany, this whole time about King Cake and Mardi Gras. It feels like King Cakes have kind of kept themselves sacred to the carnival season. So that what makes it so exciting is when they first start coming out and then you know you've got to hurry up and get your fix because you should have to wait a whole another year so the whole experience can be that much sweeter. Yes, definitely. And for anybody that's looking to see what our menu is going to be, we're going to drop it tonight on our Instagram and Facebook, so you can follow us at King Cake Drive Thru. It's exactly what it says it is. People are like, what's the name of the business? It's like King Cake Drive Thru. Very, very simple.
And if we are looking to, if we've never been to where you guys will be, remind us the location, Bell G um, Boutique in downtown Meridian. Give us some landmarks. Yeah. It'll, uh, I. Or maybe not landmarks. landmarks. <laughs> Just downtown. <laughs> the address is, eight, is 822nd Avenue. I would say I'm not a landmark person. It's very funny. I'll be like, can I just put it into the GPS? But you're so from 800... Mississippi. You have to. But I guess there's not too many landmarks in, uh, yes, in Biloxi other than the beach. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Meridian. I go see and, and visit my friends, and they're the ones that drive me around. But, you know, uh, shout out to Mary Lauren DeWeese and Thomas DeWeese, as well as their little one, uh, Charlotte DeWeese. Uh, they own Freddy's Liquor Store in Meridian, and then uh, Hallie Major and her family, they have Bella G Boutique that they're so graciously letting us work with them so we can bring king cake to everyone. And that starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow until 5 p.m. or while supplies last. So folks better go on, get in line, get your king cake for the weekend, support all the local businesses. What a cool idea, Tiffany. What an extra busy carnival season for you and your future husband. Oh, thank you so much. And we, 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 we will definitely accept walk-ups, too. And I challenge everyone to have an alternative form of transportation. We actually had a construction crew come through the other day, which was so funny. They rode their machinery through the driver, and I was like, I'm okay with that. That, you know, let's let any kind of way you want to come through on a bike, you want to walk up, you want to, you know, walk with your stroller up, too, we'll take it. Maybe not this year, but next year you definitely got to find your way into the Delta Tiffany if you want some good folks to um, coordinate with, maybe for the lawnmower Mardi Gras parade next year. I know a lot that will just would love to to have you guys um, up there. So there's a lot of Mississippians hungry for some king cake. So what a great idea. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. All righty. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. What a cool idea. Like, just perfect little pop-up. Take it sort of around Mississippi. I know if Stafford's listening, he's probably, yes, we need a drive-through here in uh, the Delta for the lawnmower um, Mardi Gras parade. But it's true. It's just kind of like the more successful it is to hear about Mardi Gras, I think the more with the Internet and digital connectivity, the more that – and the more that people who grew up with it, like Tiffany there in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, move maybe away or – New Orleans comes plants here. They bring their traditions with them. And king cake is one of those delicious, delicious ones. Hey, she said what you said the other day. It tastes like a cinnamon like, roll. Like a cinnamon roll, but not, but like, but not. It's a king cake cinnamon roll. But stick with this. We've got more yummy for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good things. We're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've got a smartphone and you've downloaded the Supertalk Mississippi app, 
You can stream us there any day at any time. You can also find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us if that's not enough on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if King Kate doesn't sound delicious, maybe the National Corn Chip Day will get your juices flowing. Okay, when you hear corn chip, Rhino, what kind of chip comes to mind? Fritos. Yes. So, but when immediately. you immediately, but when you click on corn chip, it comes up the little triangle ones for salsa or queso. But those, I mean, those are two. Now they're both. I know it, it's devils in the details. I understand, and they are made from corn. The corn chips usually the at least the thicker ones. I'm thinking of like a naked Dorito. It's like the way that the picture looks on the national a tortilla day. chip. <laughs> yes. But not all tortillas. Also known as the naked Dorito. So the way they have it looks like a Dorito. It's perfectly triangular, but it's naked Dorito. So there's How no. Can you tell it's not Cool Ranch? No, because that has like a little, still a little bit of a dusting, a dusting sort of coolness. Of, of coolness. But when you think about corn chips or just tortilla chips, they come in all different. You've got scoops. You've got like the restaurant style that are that are thinner and then sort of wonkier um, sort of cut. You've got the little wavy strips. You got all these sort of options. Got sort the of, twists. You got the twists. All these options sort of there. But when you tell me it's National Corn Chip Day, I immediately go to the very distinct. Like scoops, Frito chips, whether it's the, you know, the little minis or like the big scoops or whatever it may be. And those are not the same flavor experience. And I don't eat the same things with them. No. So we have a dilemma. (laughs) I don't know which one to celebrate because if you're going the way they're going, then it's more of salsa. Now, Scoops is good with Fritos, and it's not bad with salsa. But if I'm going to have scoops like Frito chips, it's going with something like chili, taco soup. It's going in like a Frito pie. It's got to be some insanely good salsa for me to consider getting scoops for it. Right. Well, one, they're very expensive, like in terms of the world of chips. You do not get nearly the amount. Um, Frito chips, Frito scoops what I'm talking about, not like right. the Tostito scoops. Two totally different experiences as well one's a little taco salad bowl from taco bell just miniaturized and the other is an actual shovel like scoop right and now i think of like you know like a seven layer dip i'm gonna want a frito scoop with it because you can use the little shovel action to get all the layers minus it just being like taco tuesday at the home just about any other dinner scenario with Chili, taco soup. I'm trying to think of all the other things. I'm going to want the Fritos. Tacos only. Only. Am I going to want like corn chips or queso, nachos, that kind of thing? Are you different? I mean, I'm running into a problem visualizing this because when I think of tortilla chips, I think of flour tortillas that have been fried into tortilla chips. I don't think of corn tortillas being cut into tortilla chips, but... The Dorito corn tortilla chip, yeah, that makes sense. But taco night, I'd, I'd much rather not have corn chips at all. Give me the flour tortilla chip. Right. So, yes, I don't – I – two thumbs down for this national day. <laughs> <laughs> you just completely messed it, messed it all up for me in my, like, in my head on what I would think that 
what they are. So the corn chips or Fritos are not to be confused. They do say with the tortilla chip, but you can find some like corn chips. Oh yeah, for tortilla light chips, they're just a completely different. They're thicker, right? They're yeah. crunchier, I would say. So when you go to your local Mexican restaurant, those are corn chips, though, right? For the most, it depends. Most of the time, does it? Okay. Well, I guess if they've got more of a yellow meal to them, yeah, that's going to be more of a corn chip versus, and they're going to be. If you go to thicker. a Mexican restaurant and they bring out the chips and salsa, and you get the really thin, almost flaky tortilla chips. Those aren't corn tortilla chips. I agree with that. Those are flour tortilla chips. Jeff and Pontotoc said, corn chips make great fire starters. It's always good to take some with you on a hike just in case. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I thought he was just saying he doesn't like them. They will catch fire. Really? They will. Had no idea. Oh, man. That changes everything. Really nothing, but everything. so flammable because of the oil and everything in them, you can either, if you have flame, light them and use that or crumble them up into a little pile and if you're closer to roughing it it's still not technically roughing it with with a ferro rod but you get the little sparker like from Cub Did Scouts. Just pull you boys aside and tell you these things no we we are naturally drawn to the flame <laughs> we, we learn many ways to make the flame but under no circumstance would I my mind go let me light my snack on fire and see if it catches if it's a better starter than say Newspaper. We don't learn all the different words for chartreuse and all the different differences in color, but we can tell you how to survive with fire. <laughs> all right, there you go, corn chips. Maybe okay, I give it one thumbs up. But they need to add that into their little description for for the national day. All right, stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.